Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. This is the seventh episode of the Move Your Mind Limited Construction Series, and today I spoke to Mark Pomeroy, who's the CEO of Pomeroy Pacific. We're running this limited series because every year 190 Australians working in the construction industry take their own lives. This means we lose one construction worker every second day to suicide. Construction workers are six times more likely to die from suicide than an accident at work. And for young workers, the facts are that they are well over two times more likely to take their own lives than other young Australian men. We're having these conversations to raise awareness and bring light to the industry. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. And if you'd like to learn more or join our community, you can go to moveyourmind.me. And if you'd like to purchase the Move Your Mind book, you can go to nickbrax.com slash book. Mark, thank you for making the time to come on this Move Your Mind construction podcast series. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, mate. So uh, before we get into it, would you mind just giving our listeners a bit of a background on yourself? Uh, where you've come from and and what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm um, currently 42 years old. Uh, I've been in this business now for about 18 years prior to that at KPMG uh, in their tax legal department. And my um, career started as a lawyer, um, having done law at Monash University. Uh, today, the business, um, Pomeroy Pacific, that I'm involved with and the CEO of is a family business, 52 years uh, within the property industry, um, something like $20 billion of projects having been managed or delivered. Uh, the company focuses on development and project management and development management, essentially working with developers or our own projects to deliver large-scale development projects across Australia, across multiple sectors, from uh, office buildings, industrial buildings, residential apartments, uh, land subdivision projects, uh, schools on behalf of the government and or private uh, institutions, and a range of specialised buildings um, from aquatic centres to the Qantas Simulator, to the ABC studios. Um, So very diverse background. um, And we get to see the highs and lows across the various sectors of the property market um, through the various cycles. So very diverse, high intensity, a lot of stress, but a lot of highs um, as well. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it sounds like it would be a combination of, you know, exciting and stressful being sort of involved in so many projects. And I guess you'd, you'd never get bored, you know, doing that much. But I, I presume, um, especially for you, you know, in the position you're in, managing your own um, your own stress levels and, you know, prevent, managing, you know, burnout and things like that. Is that difficult for you? Look, I think what I've come to understand, firstly, passion is probably the most important 
thing to sanity. If you really love what you do, it helps, I think, navigate those highs and lows because you're still ultimately doing what you really enjoy. And imagine someone that loves a sport and they have a really bad day. They still love the sport. So, and that helps them come back and want to come back for more because it's a space that they're comfortable with and know that they can add value to. Um, so that, that's that been always a really important part that just has naturally kept me motivated. I've also found as the business has grown, um, and I guess I personally can only be in so many places at once, being able to let go a little bit and allow others to really step up and take more responsibility and being prepared to allow others to fail in the same way that I would have failed when I was younger. Um, that actually also really helps you manage, um, I think, the stress that comes um, from the business because you get a lot of satisfaction watching people grow and helping guide and mentor them. Yeah, I love that point. And, you know, I think that's so true because we we can't, you know, we can't control um, what's going to happen every day and there's going to be highs and lows, there's going to be, you know, times when things are harder and if you are doing something in general that you that you enjoy, it does make that process easier or more manageable. Um, I think a lot of the time, you know, people are trying to do things that they may, it probably comes down to self-awareness of finding, you know, is this actually something that that I'm suited to doing, which I think is a, a really important point. Uh, yeah. the, the, the next question I had was um, how, how was COVID for you, for you? What was that process like? And was that a difficult thing to navigate? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. Uh, I vividly remember the first probably four months from March through to uh, whatever that might be, August, let's say. Um, the uncertainty of what COVID was going to mean to our business and more broadly to the industry um, was an immensely stressful time period. However, as a company and as the senior leaders of the business, we very quickly came up with a strategy around constant communication, um, which meant we started to have twice a day, the core executive would meet first thing in the morning every day and at the end of the day, share any issues going on, any opportunities, stresses, whatever it might be mini war room, morning, night, every day for four months. Um, we would have weekly meetings with the team via Zoom um, with the entire business, everyone online. Um, and really that ability to communicate and just deal with every kind of obstacle one step at a time was the approach, but it didn't remove the anxiety and the stress because nobody really knew if the industry was going to come to a halt. Mm. So property was very fortunate as was construction that it continued through COVID, but it would very easily, or it could have very easily been a restaurant and they could have closed down construction and a business like us that essentially, you know, I guess think of us as the, the chefs and the waiters um, you know, had that stopped, our work and cash flow would have stopped as well. 
And that was the constant management that had to be considered and how would we pivot and how would we survive and how would we keep all our staff if that were to actually happen. Um, so it was stressful, but fortunately, you know, property and construction continued and um, we found a way to pivot as a business to still be able to service our clients, our projects, and to deliver quality service um, to a level our clients were happy with. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think the key thing you're saying there, you know, communication, which I think in general, you know, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you're doing um, in any, any, any facet of life, really communication is such a huge thing. So being able to, you know, double down on the communication in that period. Um, I think that sounds like it's, you know, such a valuable um, thing to have done to to get through it and, you know, problem solve because I you'd have to be, yeah, problem solving and thinking on your feet all day, every day to to navigate, you know, such a crazy period. Yeah, absolutely. It really was. So this podcast is, you know, really centering on, you know, mental health um, in the construction industry, you're in the, the property industry. I guess I'm interested on your point of view on um, probably on both levels, you know, within what you've witnessed in your organization and your viewpoint on a broader level of, you know, what, what is mental health like in, 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 in this industry? Yeah, that's a very big question there. And I mean, I'm one that really can only focus on the experiences that I have and really on the well-being of my staff. Um, there's always conjecture, good and bad, about what goes on outside of your direct business. Um, but I don't believe I'm well-placed or should be an authority of what does and doesn't occur uh, in the broader context of both construction and the myriad of property-related businesses that exist. But if I focus to our business and what I do as the CEO and what I believe matters, number one is a positive culture, a culture built with the right values and not just values that are written on a wall, but values which the leadership lives and breathes, right? Because that ultimately is the culture that will permeate through the business. Uh, and we've just recently done a survey called Great Place to Work, uh, which was a survey that's gone out to every staff member, totally anonymous, and that came back at a 97% rating, right, across um, the entire business. I think having an environment of diversity, of open communication, um, whilst there's structure, there is absolute openness across the business. Um, we believe in difficult conversations. So it's not about just treating everyone um, or maybe let me rephrase, it's not about telling people what they want to hear, it's about building the best out of every person, both as individuals, but also uh, technically and professionally. 
So that means being able to give feedback in a... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A environment where it is welcomed and supported because growth, people that feel like they are growing and valued, I believe will generally have a more enjoyable time in the office. And that is going to lead to, I think, a better mental state within the office. Obviously, mental health goes well beyond just culture and offices. And again, you know, I, I'm i just not an authority to talk on, on that type of stuff. But my job as, um, you know, the leader of this business is to create an environment of trust, of mutual respect, right, authenticity, and where people feel safe, motivated, and passionate about what they do. And if we do that successfully, I believe that we will have a much happier, more balanced group of individuals than if we did not. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com slash book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be loading up other groups. And you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events. We've got courses. We've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's a really, really good answer what you've said there and so many key things. And these are things that come up, you know, from our work in in this industry all the time. I think the biggest one, you know, you talked about culture and what I've seen in, you know, when we go into large organizations, the the hardest thing to do is how do you change a culture in a company once, you know, over 10, 20, 30 plus years when they've had this embedded culture, how do you change it? Because this is really, it's like a microcosm of society. You know, these are hard things to change. So I think getting that right from, the ground up is so important and it makes such a big difference. I think it's, you know, such a, such a great point. And, and I think a lot of companies do sort of, you know, tick boxes and I'll implement some of these things to, 
um, look like they're, you know, doing what they need to do, but they're not actually being accountable. And as you said, having those hard conversations, that's what, that's how you actually address problems. How, how on earth are you going to do it if you just do these blanket sort of things and, you know, pay platitudes, it's not going to really change things. So I think, yeah, really, really good answers. And I think just to touch on that, changing culture requires a significant investment, an investment in time and an investment in money, right? That is just the reality. So if you try and solve it with, you know, a one-day strategy session and a culture survey and say, yeah, we're going to change it, it does not change. And obviously, the bigger the organization, the harder it is to change, and it does require a longer-term significant investment and that probably means some really difficult choices about looking at some of the people in that business as well um, that may not align to what you believe is the culture you're trying to create. And that becomes you know, very difficult as well when we're in a market where employment levels are, well, unemployment is very low, so employment is very full, and the fear of change often freezes people um, or their ability to make decisions. But long-term, not being prepared to act in what is right for the longer term will lead to a more negative result, in my experience. I I couldn't agree more. And, yeah, it's like... Um... You know, it's like putting a Band-Aid on. And, and and again, this doesn't just go for, you know, companies. This is on a societal level. There's so many reactive um, services out there that are needed. But if we don't address the core problem, we're just going to be putting a Band-Aid over these different things. And and to your yeah. point, if we, um, you know, if we just go and tick a box and do a one-day session or whatever, how's that going to make a change? You know, the simple way to look at that is, if I wanted to, you know, lose 10 kilograms and I went to the gym as a one-off or attended a seminar, you know, listened to a personal trainer telling me, if you do all these things, you know, you can make all these changes and I don't actually go and do it myself. How the hell am I going to get any change at all? And I think Correct. we don't, you know, it's not, when it's not tangible, often don't look at it in that way. So, yeah. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so yeah, appreciate you sharing that. Um, we, we finish every episode up with um, just five closing questions. So these, you know, sure. won't throw you too too far under the bus here. They're <laughs> pretty pretty straightforward ones. Um, first one is, what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Bit of a random one for you. Yep, it's a good one. Um, best childhood memory. I think it was. I used to be a very avid uh, rollerblader, and from the age of ten. I don't know if anyone would remember the old trams in Melbourne. Um, they were the really old ones that had uh, open seats at the rear for the drivers. And I used to just quickly jump on the back, get the tram down with my rollerblades on to the skate park. And I just remember doing that every single week on, week off. And I can just still see my time there. Not a worry in the world. Thought I was invincible. Wasn't scared about getting injured, falling off the half pipe, nothing. And now I drive past it in Paran and look at it and go, what the hell was I thinking? So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Good I memory. love that. Exactly. It's, you know, it's funny thinking back to that when you're a kid and just no fear. It's, it's so it. true. It's so true. Not a worry in the world. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you think is the biggest burden on mental health in society or one of the biggest uh, at the moment? 
Um, again, I'm going to just talk what I feel and see as opposed to, you know, what might or might not uh, exist out there. Um, I think it's the the feeling or the need to succeed, you know, that kind of pressure that I put on myself. Um, and I think that no matter how successful, you know, one might be, I've still, it always feels like there's more I can do, there's more I can give. Um, and so I think that kind of constant pursuit um, adds stress rather than to be able to say, I've done it stop yeah so that that would be my reflection on that no oh, i can yeah it's it it is it's like a thing in, and and I, I feel that i think everyone does it's you know no matter what you do it's like it's insanity because there's no level where you can get to where you feel okay unless you decide i'm gonna change the way i view all of this and set my own <laughs> you know my own parameter for what i view as being enough because it's just a recipe to be unhappy otherwise yeah yeah. Uh, which which sort of leads to the next question. Uh, what's your personal definition of happiness? Um, personal definition of happiness. I would think it's almost another word, which doesn't really answer it, but it's content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's to me, and happy is a, I don't think happy is a permanent state. You know, content is probably a better word because content allows you to kind of go in your waves, but overall you're content. Yeah. Happy suggests you're always up the top. So for me, you know, I feel content, but I'm not always happy. Yeah, I, I think it's a great answer. And like you said, it's impossible to always be happy. And happiness isn't, you know, that's like a, a drug-like feeling and that's great. But, mm. you know, we can't, we often can or often do get addicted to those sort of feelings. And then that's, you know, that's not healthy. So I think it is, it's how, how do you find that underlying peace of mind? It's so yeah. important. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Um, what am I most afraid of? It's an interesting question. Um maybe loss, loss of family, loss of money, loss of position, you know, just generally loss would probably be a strong, solid answer that I feel would be very um, authentic. Yeah, it's a big one. Mm. And final one, what are you you most proud of? The team that um, our business has built you know, when it is a team effort to build it. So it's not um, my personal doing, but I've certainly, you know, live and I'm live by it and I'm very proud of the business and the people and the way they've grown together as a team. That that really satisfies me. Yeah, well, I love that. I think it's a great, great final answer to it. And yeah, appreciate you making the time to do this. Um, where, if anyone listening wants to learn more about your organisation, where, where's best for them to go? I can go to our website, which is www.pomeroypacific.com.au, and that's Pomeroy P-O-M-E-R-O-Y. Um, and from there, they can also email me. My email's there and my LinkedIn as well. They can personally 
um, contact me through LinkedIn if they wish. Okay, great. And we'll, we'll, for anyone listening, we'll put all of the links in the show notes as well. So just go to the link and you can, um, yeah, go from there. So I appreciate you making the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nick. Much appreciated. Thanks, Matt. Thanks to Mark Pomeroy for joining me today for Move Your Mind. If you'd like to join the Move Your Mind community, you can go to moveyourmind.me. And if you'd like to purchase the Move Your Mind book, you can go to nickbrax.com slash book. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.